this world that's filled with so much noise and information, how do we really stand out and be who we were really meant to be? In this podcast, we focus on injecting you with positivity, optimism, and strategies all centered around helping you be who you were always meant to be in business and life. Be inspired to show up in your own skin to learn strategies, habits, and skills from others as we share our own life journeys and stories. There's no other you, and you know yourself better than anyone else. So be prepared to take away habitual tidbits, tactics that will encourage you to pursue and live your life, not the one others want you to live. Welcome to Stand Out Be You, where you don't have to be perfect, you just have to be you. Hello, Tequila here, and yes, I'm your host. And I'm here with Sarah Layton, owner of Best Real Estate Writer. Today, we're going to speak with Sarah about her business and how she has centered it completely around writing for real estate agents. Today, we're going to discuss with Sarah how she got started, how she has used current skills to shift to other industries, determination, and the approach she uses to help real estate agents organize their content and increase their sales. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know one agent who does not want to increase their sales. Now, before Sarah joins us, just as a reminder that if you have questions or you need assistance, you can reach out to Sarah online at bestrealestatewriter.com. And I will link that in the show notes. Sarah, welcome to Stand Out BU. Let's get to know you a little bit better. Tell us more about you and fill in the gaps. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for uh, allowing me to come on and, and share a little bit of my story and about me as well. I really appreciate it. Uh, my name is Sarah Lee, and I am a real estate content writer and content marketing coach. So I work with real estate professionals of all varieties to attract their ideal clients to them through the power of content. Sarah, how did you get started? How long have you been in your business and in this industry? So actually I spent about five years working in um, a lot of different areas of real estate, including property management, title, law, residential real estate. I worked as an assistant and as a marketer. I took the course and stuff, but I did all of that so that I could really get into the hearts and minds of the real estate industry and the people that are working in it. Uh, simultaneously, I was studying copywriting from a very strategic standpoint, you know, studying the methods of SEO and psychology and how to use those techniques in writing. And then I launched Layton Media, which is the real estate content marketing agency beginning of 2017, actually. So it's been an exciting first year. <laughs> I know we talked about this earlier, the process of real estate agent and what would you say the skills, what skills are needed to be an agent? Yeah, I think it's pretty fair to say that very few agents really understand what they're getting into uh, when they sign up to be an agent. You know, most people have other jobs and other careers and they get to some point where the paycheck is no longer enough motivation for them to be told what to do or to work with these people that they don't like or whatever the circumstances are. And, and they launch themselves out into this 
entrepreneurial space, which is in the spotlight very much right now uh, in the world. It's, you know, the new hot thing to be an entrepreneur. And real estate is a very fast, easy way to kind of get yourself in the door. The problem is that there's not really enough messaging out there explaining just how expensive it is to be a real estate agent, especially when you're starting up that it's thousands and thousands of dollars just to get yourself, you know, through the door and get your license and your dues and all that kind of stuff is really expensive. And then to market yourself is unbelievably overwhelming for most agents, especially since many of them, even if they come from a marketing background, don't have a thorough understanding of how to go after the right people and who those right people are. So that's something that I work with them on is taking that step back and, you know, who am I? Who do I like to be around? Who do I want to help buy and sell real estate? Because we only get this one life to do this. So, <laughs> And then once you understand who you are and who you want to work with, now we can start to look at that person more specifically and tailor content, whether it's a Facebook post or a podcast or a webinar or a blog specifically to really attract those people. Now, have you always done this? What were you doing before you even got into this real estate world? Actually, um, I've had two former careers. <laughs> One was in geriatric healthcare prior to this. And then before that, I've had about 10 years in hospitality management. So customer service has always been a thing. Helping others has always been a thing for me. I just made a new transition when I realized how much of a need there was for people in real estate to, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking to watch people make this leap and invest their money and energy and friends and family and everything into it. And the majority of them do fail. And those numbers are about to go up a great deal with companies like Zillow and Amazon. And I predict Facebook moving into the real estate industry, the game's about to change and get a lot more difficult. So it's, it's heartbreaking to watch people lose their businesses after making that leap. You know, it's really just devastating. So I'm trying to help as many of them as I can <laughs> to avoid that. Yes. And it's so needed because we talked about this earlier that I too worked with real estate agents as clients as well. And it's a perfect segue, I think, with taking on the copy of how they talk to their customers. And one thing I did hear you say is that you help them determine their ideal or target audience. Am I correct? Yeah. And then I reverse engineer them. <laughs> Take me through the process, Sarah. Let's say we have an agent with an existing audience or business. How does this work with your particular program and business? So basically the first thing that we do, which is the most painful part of hiring me, <laughs> is that we complete um, this profile that I've created. It's almost like if you were creating a dating profile for somebody and it gets really specific in questions, you know, about how old is this person? What's their sex? Are they married? Do they have kids? If so, how old are their kids? All kinds of things like that. And then at the end, the two most important things that we go over are what are these person's goals and dreams and then what keeps them up at night? What are their problems and their fears? Because once you understand who a person is and what motivates them either towards gain or loss, now we can position the agent as the stepping stone and the solution to everything, make it also hyper-local so that they become sort of the digital mayor of their market. 
but by creating content that talks to the buyers and sellers problems or goals, we can build trust and very quickly. So that's the beginning of the process, but it's a hard one because anyone that has ever started a business and decided who their clientele is going to be, it's, it's scary to niche down. It feels like you're going to be alienating potential clients. Yes. And that's part of it. Because if you're trying to serve everyone, you end up not serving anyone. That's like a saying that's out there. Exactly. <laughs> Sarah, let's rewind a little bit. You are a full-time entrepreneur. But you mentioned earlier that you had other positions prior to your business. Were they more of a nine to five type of situation, nine to five job? Yeah, I had a series of nine to fives. Like I said, I worked, I spent, you know, a year in title. I worked for an agent, which was more than nine to five. <laughs> um, I worked at a real estate law firm. I worked at a property management company, things like that. Those were all nine to fives. And then I was going home at night and studying the copywriting side. The copywriting, and correct me if I'm wrong, so the writing was an additional skill you decided to add on to your existing skills. Is this correct? I've always had a really deep-rooted passion and love for writing. I've always enjoyed it, but not fictional stuff. I'm not that kind of creative, you know what I mean? But if you give me, like in school, if they gave me an essay topic or a term paper or something, boom, I got it. I love, you know, I love that stuff. So once I discovered that copywriting could be a thing and it could be sold online and everything, I realized that real estate would be a lucrative way to go with it too. And I just thought, hey, you know, I'm still in my 20s. Let's give this a go and see if I can actually turn my passion into something that'll pay my bills. Okay. Take me back to when you were actually starting your company. What were your proudest or your most challenging moments? It's kind of funny. It was one of those things where I had most recently been at a real estate law firm and I got laid off, basically. You know, I, I was sitting here one night on the couch and just kind of like, crap, now what? And I, you know, I just sort of said to myself, maybe now is the time. I, at the time, was 28 and said, I'm running out of years in my 20s. And at 35, it won't be cute to keep launching companies and possibly failing at them. You know what I mean? I, so I said, you know what? It's been a couple of years since I had launched a company. I think, you know what? Let's just give it a roll of dice. And I had just enough money in the bank to cover one month like rent and stuff. And that was st like, I was eating ramen noodles. Then. <laughs> so I said, well, so, you know, I'll, I'll get, you know, you have one month to make it happen or not. And then you're going to have to go back and get a job somewhere and call it a day. And I threw up a Wix website in the middle of the night. I spent like four hours on it with one pretty crappy blog article <laughs> and then uh, went to sleep. And when I woke up, I had a client. So at that point I was like, oh, maybe this wasn't crazy. <laughs> and as always... They call this, or I call this, testing your idea. Yeah, exactly. There have definitely been some challenges, though, and, and I'm now as the business is starting to grow, and I do plan to scale it into a full-fledged agency, um, it's, you know, I'm going through the growing pains that I think everyone feels when they launch a company by themselves and then have to start to make that transition into scaling and, and hiring and you know, taking other people on to represent your name, which is always kind of terrifying. <laughs> so tell us a little more about your client. 
There are so many layers to a real estate agent. Oh, many. Do you have a particular target client or agent that you work with? Um, you know, right now I'm mostly targeting uh, team leaders and broker owners because it, once I've built the connections with them and the coaches too, I'm trying to, like I said, reach as many people as I possibly can. So if I go to those top tier levels and connect with the broker owners and the team leaders and people of, you know, that sort of stature, then everything that I teach them can filter down into their teams and stuff like that. You know, being a real estate agent or an entrepreneur, I always say to make it happen, you have to have drive. So where did your drive come from? You know, I think it goes back to kind of what I said. You know, I've always had a passion for helping others. Back in 2012, my sister, who was a nurse, passed away. And that's what actually inspired me to go into geriatric healthcare at the time because I, was, I wanted to carry on her legacy somehow. Once I got into that, having come from a career, a successful career in hospitality management, I realized in helping those people that the feeling that I got from helping others without expecting anything in return was so much more beneficial than any paycheck. For me, it was so much more. So ever since then, I haven't been willing to do anything where I couldn't genuinely help other people or make a difference. And for me, I, I tried, I go into every conversation, every email, every, everything with my clients or prospects or anyone trying to deliver them as much value as I possibly can. That's what I need to get hit by a bus in five minutes and die happy. Just me, <laughs> you know, like that's at the end of the day, I have to help people. It's what I get out of bed for every morning. That's what I get stoked about. And when I do have the clients or call me or email and stuff and say, oh my God, I really didn't think this was going to work. And I just got you know, this huge listing, or I just got this, or I, I'm gonna thank you so much. And, you know, I was struggling and I, I gave you the last money that I had and, and it's working. Thank you. You know, that's everything to me. It lights me up from the inside out knowing that I made a difference for somebody. And that's awesome. If you're helping others, then it's going to come back to you. It's just how the universe works. Absolutely true. It takes more patience. You know, it's not an instant get rich quick kind of thing to go this route, but it's long. It, the payoff is long-term. Tell me, Sarah, what would you say is your superpower? Oh, wow. That's a good one. My goodness. I have to say patience probably, which I used a lot of in the Alzheimer's treatment. <laughs> but, um... I get you because I worked with elderly as well in my past. So you have to have patience and it helps with moving forward in any career or business that you're in today or now. Patience is a superpower. It totally helps in business. What would you recommend to someone listening right now saying, I really want to change industries or change my career or start a business and totally change my economy? What would be one or two recommendations that you would give to this person? So for me in that, I think self-awareness is really huge and true and honest self-awareness. I think sometimes we through life, whether it be subconscious or not, take on a lot of outward opinions and things like that about 
what we should be doing and who we should be and where we should be at a certain point in our lives and things of that nature. So I would say if you're going to launch your own business, because believe me, if, if I didn't have such a passion, I work an average of 18 hours a day, seven days a week. My friends, they're like, oh, you're a writer. You sit around in your bikini all day. No. I mean, sometimes I am in my bikini a lot, but I'm busting my ass in that bikini. <laughs> um, so if it's not something that you truly are going to even take the paycheck or the promise of the money aside, if it's not something that you are going to want to do so bad every day, something that, that you just are so deeply passionate about, it's not a good idea. And uh, I think that's, you know, probably the other thing is not just knowing who you are and what you would want to do, but understanding why you would want to do it. And if ever the answer is because you think it'll be a way to get wealthy or get rich fairly easily, bad idea. I agree. I totally agree. Tell us if someone listening now, uh, an agent or even a coach, because I know that you you work with individuals outside of being agents, how could they get in touch with you? I'm all over the internet, but, <laughs> but probably the easiest way would be to go to my website um, because you can connect with me and follow any one of my social media platforms or podcasts, YouTube, that kind of thing. Uh, and the website is bestrealestatewriter.com. Great. You can also, you can call me through there, email me, whatever, whatever floats your boat. I'm there for you. <laughs> so this next part of the episode, I like to go into what I call personality questions. So let's dig in a little bit deeper and get to know you. What is the furthest city that you've traveled to from your birth city? Uh, probably about where I am now. I was born and raised in upstate New York. And I'm in Florida now, Southwest Florida. So that's about it. I haven't really traveled much. Okay. That may change. Yeah, hopefully. That's, that's the idea. <laughs> Tell me if you could go back to connect with your 10-year-old self. What would you tell yourself about life? <laughs> um, to embrace the adversity. Great. Now, this next one is fun. If you could be any animal in the world, what animal would you be and why? My goodness. Uh, God, probably a Labrador. I think they get it pretty good. They're pretty happy. You want to be a happy animal. That's a good thing. Tell me a little bit more about your name. What's the story behind the name that you have? Oh, God, my dad's going to kill me. Uh, my parents wanted to give all three of us girls the same initials. And my mom was in labor, which started while my parents had been at a party. And so maybe my dad had had one or two drinks. <laughs> and uh, his favorite song or whatever song was stuck in his head at the time was the Jefferson Starship song, Sarah. So I ended up Sarah. <laughs> well, listen, if your name creation has anything to do with a drink, it cannot be any more off the cuff than my name, Tequila. <laughs> Sarah, it's been such a pleasure to have you on. I would like for you to give us some parting words. What would you tell the audience that's listening in? I would like to just get people to, again, take a hard look at whatever it is that you're doing right now or thinking of doing is to really understand who are you, what is it that you want to do, and why. And in answering those questions, make a clear 
decision behind whether or not you want to create a life of legend, meaning that it's all about you and your name, or legacy, one in which maybe people 30 years from now, five generations from now, have no idea what your name is, but the actions that they're doing originate from things that you did in your life. There you have it from Sarah herself. Anything that Sarah has talked about today, of course, as usual, I will link in the show notes. As always, remember to stand out, be you, and that you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be you. And if you have a story that you would like to share with us, then go to tequiladoddard.com. Sarah, thanks for coming on the show. Tequila, thank you so much. It's been so much fun. I really appreciate it. Do you have an idea mm, that you wonder, will it or will it not work? Wouldn't it be wonderful to know the chances of success for a new project, blog, product, or service before you get in too deeply? Entrepreneurs, bloggers, and online service providers often create products and services, then throw every marketing and selling technique out there to try to make it work. This is the exact opposite of the approach you should be following when developing new products and services. Determine the need first, then build your offer around that need. It's much easier to sell something when your product or service is in high demand. I put together a guide that will help you learn the exact steps to follow for determining if your product or service idea is even worth pursuing. You'll learn how to use tools available online and how to analyze the results with these same tools. You can go to tequiladoddard.com forward slash test idea to grab it. Again, that's tequiladoddard.com forward slash test idea to grab it. <laughs>